ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo. With me here tonight, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que estás, amigo? What's going on, everybody? Thank you once again for tuning in to the Benfica podcast. It's a pleasure. After this tremendous week, we just had, uh, you know, traveling the Northeast and following our beloved Benfica. So I'm glad to be back here with you guys. Can't wait to get started and talk about it. Yeah. Also here with us, Dave de Oliveira up in the Great White North. What's happening, Mr. Dave? Oh, season's coming uh, close to a kickoff here, so uh, good to be back on, and uh, preseason's over, and now the real games begin. Yeah, and tonight we uh, we actually have a, a special guest, a first-timer. Uh, if you uh, are a resident of Rhode Island or you like uh, sports talk, you uh, may know him. His name is Mike D., He is uh, a half of uh, a half of a team of uh, on Hot 106 sports radio 6 uh, to 10 a.m. Uh, in, I mean in the morning. I don't, it's an FM station, right, Mike? Yeah, it's an FM station. We're not sports though. Music, rhythmic oh, music. music. But yeah, that, there's yeah. a little sports on there, no? On yeah, yeah. Station. I talk a lot of sports. Sports is my uh, music and sports. My two passions, definitely the most. Right. So uh, Dave, uh, Dave, uh, Dave's here. Mike's here. Mike is a Benfiquista. Yes, uh, he was at the game uh, this uh, this weekend at Foxborough. So we invited him in to talk about his experience. Uh, uh, I know that there was it was a, a special occasion for for a lot, but we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Uh, I just want to tell everyone what's on the agenda for tonight. We will uh, we will look back in tonight's episode number three thirty. By the way, we will look back at the AC Milan game. Uh, we will also uh, look at the Super Cup, as uh, Dave alluded to. That is the official kickoff of Portuguese football, the Portuguese football season. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about this uh, AC Milan uh, game, and I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on on what Cristiano and I, and and also Bruno, who's in studio but doesn't have a mic in front of him. Uh, we traveled up to Foxborough to to watch the game. Uh, had a chance to to meet up with the with the Twitter fam there. Um, enjoyed the going around, interviewing some people, talking to some folks, just just seeing uh, the outpour of uh, of Benfiquismo, if you will. Uh, and Mike actually uh, has a, a very uh, cool story. He was able to to share the game with his family and and his pops. And, and Mike, how, how is how is that? I mean, you grew up listening about Benfica. Your father telling you about Benfica. You you saw this man's love for the club. Uh, and it, it, it's a bit hard to understand until you grow up. Uh, but being able to share this type of moment with your, your father, would you wouldn't uh, otherwise do it because you're not in Portugal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're in Portugal all the time, but you're probably not in Portugal well, all the time that you get to, to watch it. But how was is, how is that whole experience, man? Uh, man, it was great. And it's one of those things that, you know, like you said, you grow up watching and listening to Benfica. And I mean, my grandfather was a Benficaista and, my uncle, my family, all my family, actually a lot of my close friends, because here around we have a lot of Portuguese people. Yeah. Um, as you can see, they were represented really well at Gillette Stadium on Sunday. Uh, so, you know, we don't get the opportunity very often to see our team play. You know, I, you know, I haven't been able to see them play in Portugal. So when they're here, um, they've been at Gillette Stadium before. I went with my brother last time. 
So this time was was different, you know. I, in my dad being able to get him there, because when I say Benfica is life for him, I mean it, it's like a religion, you know, and uh, it's great. And and it's it, it was an opportunity for us to kind of get him out there, uh, which we don't really get to do too many things with him that often based on his health. Uh, so we definitely had to get there, and it was a great experience. It was a great day overall, and definitely something I'm hoping to be able to do again one day. Yeah. They will be back next year, right, Cristiano? I can't confirm. Nor than I, ladies and gentlemen. Stop <laughs> putting me on the spot. But uh, they might be back next year. And if they do, uh, I have a feeling that they'll, they'll be making an appearance once again, whether it's in mass or more likely than not, hopefully it's Toronto for you Canadians that uh, have been Empire, Don't give them over. false hopes, man. I, 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 I've heard it before. I'm not going to get my hopes up again this year. <laughs> don't give them yeah, false so, hopes. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with them next year. I just want them to come back. I really don't care. Uh, where they play. It's just, it's always a privilege to watch our Benfica up close and personal. Uh, and we've had the privilege to do that now uh, three times, uh, uh, you know, since they've been a part of uh, the ICC and before it was called the Guinness Champions Cup or whatever it may be. Mike, I did not know that. What do you mean you didn't know I that? didn't know that there was, that's what it was called before. It was like the Guinness Champions it's, Cup it, or yeah. whatever. Then they went bankrupt it. and then they started another company. Now it's on the relevant, you know, Papa, it's in, yeah. Uh, they just, you know, they got to get away from things. Mike, getting back to to to, to Sunday's game, uh, as a lifelong Benfiquista, obviously living this out through your dad, what was it like for yourself to finally see the Benfica that obviously you watched on TV your whole life, and now you get to see these guys that you know we idolize on TV. We never, in our you know wildest dreams, even anticipate ever getting close to these guys, and now they're in front of you, Mike. And obviously you're you know in Rhode Island and in that mass area up there, you got. Red Sox, Celtics, and but it's not a lot about soccer. Obviously, the Revs are a little bit. You know. They're hot right now, though. Revs, Revs are eleven straight. Revs are hot. Revs are hot. Yeah, they're hot now. Okay, but what was it like to finally see Benfica up close and personal? I was great, man. And like I said before, you know, my dad, my dad has muscular dystrophy, so getting him out of the house, not the easiest thing to do. You know, it's a lot of a lot of challenges and a lot of things that we're unable to do now because of that with him at least. Um, so. Yeah, being able to see being able to see Benfica in person, you know, at Gillette Stadium was great. I mean, you're watching the game at such a high level and you know, no disrespect to the Revolution or the MLS, but it's a little bit different when you watch a European club play in front of you as opposed to the MLS. It's a, it's a lot faster pace and you know, for some reason my dad's not a big Rafa Silva fan. I I personally <laughs> like him, but every time he touches the ball, he just he just assumes he's going to lose it. So it was kind of funny to watch. You know, I hear him every week here when we watch the games at home. You know, oh, my God, right for this. Right. So being able to see that in person right in front of you was, was interesting, especially. He had an opportunity in the first half. He should have scored, but that's besides the point. Uh, you know, so it was great, man. And, you know, because of my job, uh, one of my coworkers at a sister radio station of ours, her sister actually works uh, on the International Champions Cup like oh. team. Nice. So that's how we had bought tickets, handicapped seating for my dad. But you saw how it was. I was really nervous leading up to it. And fortunately, we got very blessed and lucky that she was able to get us up into a suite. Awesome. Um, which for, you know, having to have him in the wheelchair and, you know, bathroom situation, just having the peace of mind knowing that we were going to be comfortable. Yeah. Made that experience so much better. And, uh, you know, like, like you saw in my tweet, it was just kind of like – there's so much anticipation and anxiety like building up to it of making sure that everything goes smoothly. He doesn't, you know, there's nothing that happens to him or whatever. Yeah. 
but when we finally got up there and uh, there was a picture I shared from behind him, he didn't even know I took it. Just him looking down at the field with Benfica out on the field, it was like, it was kind of a surreal moment, you know, it was yeah. kind of, you, you know, one of those things where I look back on, I get chills because it's like, I never thought this was going to happen again. You know, I, I never thought we were going to be able to do this together. And uh, no matter how many times we watch the games at home or we go to the Medeta club or we go to my uncle's house or, you know, whatever it is, I didn't think that I was going to be able to do that again. And uh, so it was special. It was a really special thing. And sure, man, he was ecstatic and everything went smoothly. And it's a memory that we're going to have forever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, for, for those of you that don't know, man, I lost my dad going on 10 years now. So when I came across that tweet, Mike, I said, man, this is, you know, I, I got a little bit emotional because I haven't had that privilege to do that, at least in North America, with my dad. And, you know, it, it, it hit me. And I said, man, we got to get Mike on to tell his side of the story, to tell the public. Because just like I'm sitting here having lost my dad, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other people yeah. that will, you know, that listen to our podcast, that follow Benfica, and probably had that same feeling that I did of, you know, wishing to, 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 you know, to have any opportunity to sharing those special moments with their dads. And we got to get yeah. Mike on to talk because, I, you know, and so I'm glad you came on and appreciate a few minutes with us. And, you know, and that touched that touched a lot of people, man. So it's it's always great to see. That special moment. Yeah, and for some people, some of their earliest memories of childhood, you know, it was Benfica. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned, it, it, it's hard to sometimes comprehend that as a kid what the love for a team is until you're, you're a little grown and you realize, you know, the dedication and the passion that you have for, for Benfica and then understanding that and then to be able to share and to have the same emotions and share them uh, what your loved one, whether it's a mom or a dad or a brother or a cousin or an uncle, you know, that that's always special. Uh, but you said Rafa wasn't one of his favorite players. Who is one guy that uh, that your that your dad likes that that's a current player? I mean, I got to say he's he, he's still not over Felix leaving. I mean, that that I think that hurts everybody. But he was just he had so much fun watching that kid last year. Yeah. And, you know, although the passion's always there with him, that was just somebody that kind of brought back that, like, you know, that that one-time special talent that comes once a generation that, you know, you might not see for another 10 to 15 years or yeah. or if ever, you know. So I know that that guy stands out the most as far as last season, who every week he's like, oh, my God, this kid, this kid. So for me, I think that that, that probably stands out. He likes Ferro in the back. I mean – this you know there's some young guys in, the, in you know on the defensive line that he really likes as well too so you know that was cool he got to see those guys play but i don't know i gotta convince i gotta get him on the rafa silva's train because <laughs> let me let me tell you something your dad if he hates him now i could just imagine a year and a half ago because my man can i use this line often here on the podcast my man could not score at a whorehouse with a stack of hundreds i mean five year he, he, you know, he turned the corner last year. Yeah. Uh, scored 17 or eight, yeah. correct me on this, 17 goals in the league. And he was a tremendously different player. And you could tell when he's on, Benfica's a totally different team. But prior to last year, I mean, if your dad was frustrated with him now, woof, I could just imagine a couple <laughs> years ago because I don't know a single person that wasn't frustrated with Rafa at the time. Yeah, that was rough. Let, uh, let's um, get a little bit into the game. Uh, I, you know, I'll give you the lineup real quick. And uh, Vlakodim was in goal. Nun Tavares on the right. Diaz, Ferro, and Grimaldo across the back. Face and Gabriel were in the middle. Pizzi on one side, half on the other. Tarapt and Seferovic. Uh, Cristiano, let me let me um, talk to you a little bit about uh, Tarapt. About, about Tarapt, right? Uh, because um, 
it's been quite a journey for Tarabt, right? Uh, so uh, chronologically, Benfica signed Tarabt. Uh, we all knew of, of Tarab's talent as a player, but there was a lot of questions in terms of his commitment, in terms of his professionalism, in terms of his dedication. Uh, and you always kind of look past that because he's your type of player. He's a guy that has Jenga. Uh, everybody criticized you, but you were always on that Tarab train, but you understood why he didn't play. Uh, right, because of, of of some some technical decisions, some some professionalism issues, uh, but now we see a resurgence of of Tarab. He was a guy that worked with Bruno Lage uh, on the B team last year. Uh, we had an opportunity to to speak to to Keaton Parks uh, during the the CJ. the Benfica um, Fiorentina game at uh, uh, at Red Bull Arena, uh, and in talking to 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 um, to Keaton about Tarab. He actually said that Tarap was one of the guys that worked the hardest on that B team. So Laj seeing how hard he wor was working, how committed he was, he gave him a chance uh, to the to the to the A team. Towards the end of the season, he started featuring a, a little bit more. Uh, was one of the guys that were coming off the the bench in the three substitutions that Laj had. And now we see preseason, and we really see a guy that has stood out uh, in preseason camp. When, uh, as we are recording uh, the interviews that we had in the parking lot with players, and I asked who has impressed you the most, a lot of guys are saying yeah, that. Yeah, but up. to be fair to him, he, he's been putting in the shift ever since Bruno Large promoted him. Bruno Large, Bruno Large promoted him to the main squad last year. He's been working just as hard. And look, anyone that knows me, anyone that listens to the Benfica podcast, knows how big of a fan I am of of, of Adel Tarap. I think he's a phenomenal player. He's one of the most talented players on the planet. Now, consistency in his head; those were the question marks that you had with a guy like Tarap. For some reason, um. He didn't fit into, you know, Rivitoria's scheme. He didn't fit into, uh, you know, his decision making whether he was going to play him or not. It's just he didn't fit into his system. Or whether you got a question if he was totally fit, also. Absolutely. So and look, he didn't look like he was in the best of shape. Yada yada yada. Long story short, the guy. Some people want to blame it on other things, but he was a professional all the way through. The fact that he was able to turn this, you know, turn it around, turn his career around get into the type of shape that he's in. And I'm not sure because my memory's shot already. I'm not sure if I shared this on last week's podcast, but I had the privilege of sitting down for a few hours last week with a Delta opt, um, not just him, a bunch of the players. And we were talking and, and, and since I, I, I care so much about this player because I, I absolutely adore the, the caliber of players, his style is his playing style. You know, I, I approached, we started talking. I said, Adele, man, I've, I've never um, seen you work this hard. I followed you since you were a youngster. Obviously, when he came up, he's like 19. He's making comparisons to the next Zinedine Zidane. This guy's had it's been hyped up his whole career. And I said, you know, you've been to, to many big clubs and, in you know, fantastic leagues, but I've never seen you putting in this work. And he's like, man, look, it, it came down to um, I seriously considered retiring. And it's like the only way I'm going to play and the only way I'm going to convince others that I am this new committed professional guy that's about playing soccer is by working my ass off and doing what I have to do to help out the team. It's not about me. And I even asked him, I said, Adele, I, I want you to play behind Sferovic. I want you to play. And he goes, oh, <laughs> me too, me too. Tell the coach. And I said, oh, but good thing is that four days later, he started there yeah. uh, at the same position. He did well. And you could tell the caliber player he is. Every time he gets the ball, he doesn't lose it. It's always a constructive pass. It's always something that builds up into something else. And I do think that if he 
is given the opportunity, and more importantly, if he takes advantage of that opportunity, I think Benfica do have a very special player on their hands, and hopefully it'll help them, you know, uh, set out and, and conquer their goals, you know, they, that they set off uh, on um, this preseason. Yeah, up until this game, he had been deployed uh, in the midfield a little uh, next a box, next a to Gabriel. Yeah, uh, and finally we saw him behind the striker, and he he actually scored. I know, although for a fortuitous uh, rebound, but he did score. He, he said did it get himself the shot. in the post game press. He's like, I was lucky, but hey, whatever. yeah. But he, he did say, and and and, and he's playing the match. That's right. Player he the match. Let's not forget. So, so. He, here's the thing, right? So from Working his ass off and never seeing a single minute uh, on the B team, right? Then he comes to the A team as a result of uh, of his of his working his ass off in the B team. Continues to work hard, gets the opportunity uh, to to feature some minutes. Now in preseason, continues to work hard. Uh, sees a lot of the critics and and the pundits. And there's still there's and that's the thing that amazes me is that. I, I I tend to call them segs, right? These blind Benfica's. We talk about this all the time, and, and, and a lot of these segs that are all about Benfica, Benfica, Benfica. These people, some way, somehow, it's as if they're rooting against the Delta Rap's success because you know they feel be you know that that the fact that he hasn't been who he was supposed to be the last three or four years. You know he shouldn't and be. He's making tons given of an money. opportunity. Now it is what it is. A professional look for one reason or another, it didn't work out, but it's working out now. I want anyone, right? I, I'm pretty sure Mike's dad wants Rafa Silva to succeed. To succeed, oh, yeah. it just doesn't work out. Anyone that puts on a Benfica shirt, I want you to succeed. So, the fact that these people are kind of half rooting against the Delta Rapa, I think it's despicable. I think he's a human being. Yes, he had plenty of chances. Yes, he's getting plenty of money. But at the end of the day, he's in a he's in a foreign country uh, alone. And, and 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 look, man, I had a heart to heart with him. I went in a big Delta Rapa fan. I left out of that conversation a, an even bigger Delta Rapa fan, and and I root for this guy hardcore. Um, and again, anyone that's putting on a Benfica shirt, if they're successful, my club is successful, and that's all that matters. Yeah, but what I wanted to say is, uh, through all the hard work and 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 the the hard the hard work and the commitment and and the level of of consistency and devotion that he's put in to getting better, to put himself in in a in a good position. Now you you finally you see a Tarapt that finishes the game with the with the game winning goal, getting the man of the match, and albeit a, a preseason friendly. These Against are his all, former club, AC Milan. That's right. As well. Albeit a preseason uh, friendly, this is the type of of stuff that you you like to be recognized for. You like to be rewarded for. So if I am Tarapt and I'm getting on that plane. To, towards Lisboa, I'm feeling good yeah, about the amount absolutely. of work that I have done to deserve this chance. Absolutely, he should be. Mike, are you familiar with Tarap? Were you familiar with Tarap prior to this weekend? Uh, and if if you weren't, uh, uh, tell us what player that you know you followed at Benfica over the last couple of years, the guys that you've been most interested in yourself. Yeah, no, I mean this weekend kind of opened my eyes to a lot of the guys kind of working also with the, uh, you know, with the B team working their way up. That's why these preseason, you know, the ICC is good for, you know, for people who maybe are more casual fans to kind of get a glimpse of the guys coming up. So, uh, you know, I, he says that he was lucky on that goal, but any good striker has to have some luck. Sometimes you just got to put the ball on frame, you know, be in the right places. And uh, I think that's exactly what he did, and he put the ball away. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing him. I liked him in that role. I know he was playing that center attack in mid. Um, you know, I, I feel like he filled in well there. And most of the opportunities they had there, especially in the second half, 
you know, kind of came through there. So, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Safedovich up top. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot of good talent on there. It was it was good to see them in person and kind of see how they how they fill in and, and form on the field and stuff. So, Mike, uh, what, what did you think of uh, of the game overall? I mean, uh, aside from the experience that you had with with your pops and your family, what did you think of the game overall? Yeah. I thought the game was. I mean, they came out strong in the first half. Uh, you know, they had a few opportunities there, but then for a while there, it seemed like they couldn't they couldn't really hold possession and. And then you go into the second half, and they got lucky a few times. I think AC Milan hit the post like three, or hit the crossbar like three times, two or three yeah. times. So uh, you know there was definitely a few opportunities for them. And you know, I don't know. It's it's always interesting when you have these preseason games because you got guys kind of fighting for a, a spot on the main squad, you know. And then you have you know some of these guys you never you don't really get an opportunity to see step up. So I thought it was pretty good overall. I thought. Um, you know the result proved to to be true. But. Yeah. What are you? Uh, I, I'm gonna pull these questions, and I've never used them before. But what are your expectations for the new season? I'm lying. I, I've I use these questions <laughs> all week long in interviewing people. But what are your expectations for the season for Benfica? I mean, I think I think at this point, it's championship or bust. They got they got to win the league. You know, they got to try to get uh, you know keep this keep this this run going that they're on. I feel like. It, what is it? Was this five out of the last six? Or yeah. So, hey, I mean, at this point, you just expect it. You'd expect them to win. I'd like to see them do, a, you know, qualify in the Champions League, make have a little bit deeper run there, uh, kind of make that next step. But when you get rid of top talent like Jerome Felix, you know, you, you kind of got to see who's going to be the, who's next in line, who's next to come up. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I have a lot of a lot of positive thoughts. Mike, if Benfica were to come back next year. Would you recommend it? To, would you recommend uh, your listeners go watch their game, or would you recommend they go watch the boring Red Sox or something like that? <laughs> hey, man, Red Sox are hot right now too. You better, you better watch out. Eleven games behind, but it's okay. I think it's nine. No, so I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. I think it's nine, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have the opportunity to see any, I mean, whether obviously people listen to this podcast are uh, Benfica, so yeah, Benfica comes back around. You have to go see them. It's an opportunity. You you know you don't know how many times in your lifetime you're going to be able to see them. Portugal isn't like it's next door. You know it's not like going from Rhode Island to Mass or from even Toronto to New York. It's you know you got to go overseas. So if they come over here, you got to you got to go see them. You know I know especially here uh, for my dad, it's like every week he his time out of the house is to go to the club to watch Benfica play. You know what I mean? Like if it's Tuesday, he's like, "Oh, Saturday, you know, we'll come and pick me up. We're gonna go down to the club, and we know that's his plan for the week." A lot of times, that's really it, especially in the winter time. There's really nothing else to do. So uh, to be able to go see them in person, it, it was great. So if you're a Benfica and you live in the United States and they come around, you gotta go. The fans were crazy. I mean, it felt like it felt like we were in a Stadio Deluge. I know it was only like twenty-seven thousand people there. You know, not as much as they used to in Lisbon, but they were loud and proud, man. We were tailgating in the parking lot. You know, we had the people ch chanting, screaming, singing. It was just, you can't beat it, man. You, you got to go. Yeah, I don't know how close you've uh, you followed Benfica this preseason, but uh, any players that stick out to you that, that have made an impression on you this preseason? Um, I like to kick Kyle up top. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's been solid, you know, some depth to the bench up top and other than that, I'm just ready for I'm ready for the squad to run it back. Awesome. 
Um, Mike actually works early mornings. Yeah, we're not we're not going to try to push him out the door now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But it's just that yeah, he has a job and he has to wake up early. So, Mike, before we let you go, man, you know we appreciate the the few minutes you've you've given us today. Why don't you let the listeners know where you know they can find you on social media and 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 you know about your time slot and what days you work on over there yeah, on the and radio. what kind of show it is. Uh, let everyone know uh, what what's up. Yeah, man. So uh, we do. I work in uh, morning radio for Hot 106 in Providence. Uh, we're a rhythmic station, so it's like a cross of like top 40 in hip hop. It's kind of in the middle there. And, you know, the morning show, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, we, you know, we just talk about what's happening, whether it's music or lifestyle stuff or entertainment. We're not there to talk about politics. We're not there to depress you because you get enough of that on social media. You get enough of that in the news. We're not there to, you know, be edgy and make TMZ. We're there to have fun and help you escape from your daily routine, whether it's 10 minutes bringing your kids to school or your 30-minute ride to work. Uh, our job is to put a smile on your face, just like you're doing right now, listening to the guys over here on Benfica Podcast. Um, and besides that, that's it, man. We have a good time. You can find me on Twitter at Mike D on Air, uh, also on Instagram at Mike D on Air as well. Uh, tweet. I tweet a lot about music. I tweet a lot about sports. Tweet a lot about whatever it is, especially if it's a Friday night. I've had a couple of cervejas. You know, <laughs> sometimes we get into some deeper stuff, but. You know, we have a good time, man. And uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, you know, have me tell my story. I couldn't believe, you know, I shared that post as um, kind of a message or like a PSA to, you know, I know Christiane, you brought up how, you know, your father passed 10 years ago and you don't want to wait for that, for it to be too late. Like you don't want to have that moment where you're like, man, I wish I would have done this. Just, just do it. If you, if you have that thought in your head, or you have an opportunity that comes up and there's somebody special you want to share that moment with, don't think about, oh, you know, well, maybe next time. There might not be a next time. So uh, I'm glad that that got the attention of some people and uh, the message seemed to have come across clearly. And, uh, yeah, well, thanks again once, you know, one more time for, for having me on, help me tell my story, and tune in to Hot 106, follow me on Twitter, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man, the pleasure is all ours. Yeah. Just, just when I was about to act like a clown and tell him, if you guys ever want to talk about Eli Manning beating Tom Brady hey, twice bah. in the Super Bowl, call me up. And then he brings back his dad and kind of made me a little more. Yeah, no, no, it's all good, man. Another time, bro. I'll save that for another time. But no, <laughs> oh, I appreciate you coming in, man. Yeah, man. I hope we look forward to having you back on with us at some point. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, uh, anytime you want to chime in, we're also on Twitter. Uh, always talking a lot of gibberish. So <laughs> feel free to hop in, bro. Awesome. Appreciate Thank appreciate you very it. much, man, for your for the short time that you were able to give us. We really appreciate it. And also to be able to share your story, which I'm sure there's a lot of other guys out there with the same story of bonding with their with their parents. And uh, it, it's quite uh, it's quite special for, for a lot of people and for us as as, uh, you know, witnesses to to the story. So thanks a lot, man. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bonoit. 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 All right, Dave. Dave, we didn't mean to uh, neglect you, but we had uh, all of the stuff that we needed to, to to get in, so we kind of uh, yeah. Dave, he was gonna keep going to you, <laughs> but I'm I don't know if you saw us talking. I just said for, let's just get him out because he he had said prior that he had to go. You know what I mean? So Dave, Dave so, uh, no worries. What did what did you think about the game? I know that you uh, that you were a little bit upset that you weren't able to uh, to make it down into the states to watch the game. Obviously. Uh, some extraordinary circumstances or, you know, couldn't allow you to be here, but watched and, and followed uh, Benfica while they were over here. What did you think of the game in, uh, in uh, Foxborough, man? 
Personally, watching it from home, I think this was the uh, worst performance Benfica from their three games that they were uh, stateside. The team looked uh, really gassed, and uh, this this looked like their first preseason game of the tournament where they didn't have any legs underneath them and just making real sloppy uh, passes. And I don't know if it was the the 1 p.m. Uh, or 3 p.m. start time with the heat there, but the team did not look good. Um, like we discussed, set up with the uh, the lucky bounce, and we get the goal, and we sit up up top of the uh, ICC standings now with uh, only Manchester United, uh, with the only team able to um, tie us there with nine points. But team really didn't look. I wasn't impressed uh, with how they they look. So uh, they're back in Portugal now with this uh, game against Sporting up ahead. So hopefully they can uh, recuperate and uh, get some. Uh, get some rest into those legs because uh they did not look uh good in that match no it's, it, it was it was something i thought the same thing dave and and as with uh cristiano and i and i don't mean to to name drop um but uh cristiano and i were, were sitting uh next to joan martins uh throughout the game in the media uh press box uh and it was uh and joan ribeiro also who's uh who's the cameraman for benfica tv and you guys uh, probably saw him around if you're around here in the games uh, and the one thing that I was uh, that I was commenting, it it's almost like uh, these guys knew they were leaving tonight, uh, and it's almost that uh, like at that point they had probably checked out already. Uh, a couple of the factors that that could have helped too. Uh, the sod had just been laid out. I don't know how when the sod had been laid out. They had to bring out a fire hose and hose the fields uh, during halftime and and before uh, halftime because the field looked very very slow if you guys had a, a chance to to watch um there was also a lot of sand on the field there wasn't a true bounce to the ball and, and look i think that uh out of the teams that benfica played in this preseason this milan was probably the best team i would say christina would you say that milan was the quality at least of some players and there were some players that you watched and said this guy is good this guy is good so definitely a, a better quality team that Benfica played in this last uh, game of the the ICC. I mean, it's not the old school AC Milan, but it's still, you know, a roster uh, full of players that are better than, you know, Fiorentinas and Chivas, especially Chivas. Not that Chivas was any good anyway, but when they're playing with half of their team because they start the Campeonato the very next day, I mean, yeah, I mean, just by default, AC Milan was the best team that Benfica played. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and look, uh, you got a, a change in in the midfield with uh, with Faisa coming in for for Florentino, who has been playing all of the games or, or starting basically all of the games in this ICC. He's a guy that provides a lot of uh, lung in the midfield. But it, yeah, you know, Steve also traded a couple tests texts with me, and he did tell me that that Gabriel looked gassed at one point, that the team looked gassed, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Uh, still, we were able to to get that win. Um, I also have to say that I, I was very happy with uh, how the game was attended, and it was kind of reminiscent of the game against Juve a year ago at uh, RBA. I'm glad that people came out. Uh, that was the game that Vlaco won the starting spot against Juventus, and then he had another magnificent. Oh, he had a ridiculous. He, he really should have been the MVP of the game. I know the the, the ICC gave it to Tarap, but without Vlaco Dimos, we probably led in three, four goals in that game, and we're not even talking about a, a one nothing victory. Cross- the crossbar was huge too, bro. <laughs> the yeah. crossbar was huge. And that Lucas Biglia free kick, the, wowzers, yeah. And the, and the upright also on a sh- on another shot. Uh, 
But yeah, Vlachodimos looks like he's raring to go. And for, and for the most part, I, I think that the the team at this point is is ready to go, uh, is ready for this Sunday. Um, I think that uh, two weeks, 15 days in the United States away from your family, after a while it starts wearing on you, especially because there's a lot of work involved, double sessions. Uh, you know, there's a lot of functions that some of these players go to. So, I mean, after a while, it, it gets a little bit uh, old. Yes, you're there to to win a starting spot and to get in shape and to learn new things. But after a while, you start missing home, I think. Uh, a week is enough to miss home, never mind 15 days. I had some players tell me, I never thought I'd miss Lisbon. And God damn it, do I miss can't say no <laughs> names, but a lot, you know, it was like I missed the food in Lisbon. People were people were ready uh, to get back to Lisboa and get back to, 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 you know, their normal lives with their families. But nonetheless, they're professionals. They get paid. This is this is what they signed up for. Yeah. Uh, if they're not happy, I'll gladly take their place. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll travel around and get pampered and, uh, and and play some football. But all jokes aside, now, look, it, it's. It's it's part of being a professional, man. And uh, you have to go through some ups and downs. Unfortunately, as you were taught, as you mentioned just a few minutes ago, the sod, what you know, the, the field the, wasn't wasn't the best. Um, I know Benfica played a lot more on the defensive in the first half, but you could tell every time they tried to come out on a counterattack, the ball would just die. It would hit the mm. it would hit the pitch and dead. And so, like, it made Benfica look a lot worse. Benfica yeah. weren't able to exploit. Um, you know, the, the Milan's fullbacks with their speed and with Rafa on one side, even Nuno Tavares on the other side, you know, he's all lefties. He always got to cut back to his left, but nonetheless, he's still very physical and a very speedy guy. And so they, you know, Benfica did not have the ability to do that because the field was just, the ball would hit the ground and it would just die right there. Well, you know, normally you're accustomed to short grass, you know, wet field, the ball bounces on the ground, skips, it becomes even faster. Yeah. And so then Benfica is able to use their speed, which, they, they, you know, they did not do that this uh, this Sunday. Second half was a little bit different, a little bit more possession. Um, you know, fort fortunate to come away with the goal. But and look, you know, like Michael Jordan used to say, you miss a hundred percent of every shot you don't take. So the only way you score is if you take them. So yeah, he did that. No, absolutely. And now with the with the ICC uh, wrapped up, I'll, I guess I, I can ask you guys of, of of some of the takeaways that you take from this ICC uh, preseason uh, tournament that Benfica uh, that Benfica played in uh dave any takeaways any things that that you that you noticed that you wanted to bring up uh from seeing benfica in these three games in the icc well even um in the milan game i think the most talked about um thing coming from that game is uh the way vlacodimos and ruben diaz played that uh goal kick and now uh how uh vlacodimos uh Pass it over to Ruben Diaz, head it back, and then uh, Vlacodimos was uh, straight away with the the throw. So I know they uh, amended Ooh. the rules. Yeah, well, or, sorry, with that throw there, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, it's a new rule that FIFA has implemented. I know uh, up here in Canada in the Canadian Premier League, uh, they've been testing it out. They have uh, had it longer than no, uh, Benfica has. Premier. Sorry? Premier League in Canada is no, hockey, but, horse yeah. racing. No, no, we got our we got our first national uh, soccer league up here. Started up the rocks on the ice and they I roll. Down. No, that's curling. That's curling. Shout oh. out to Forge FC. Shout out the Canadian uh, Premier League. But uh, yeah, they've uh, been playing with that since April. They haven't. They've been playing uh, longer than Benfica, but they I haven't seen that. Uh, 
the way that uh, Benfica yeah. executed the goal kick. So yeah, that's one thing that uh, I've taken away there. Yeah, and look, it was there was a a, a lot. Um, there were some changes, right, to the rules. Uh, the IAB or the international board uh, put out rules, and and the new rule for you guys that don't know, one of the new rules is that the ball does not doesn't have to exit the box anymore in order to be in play. Uh, so uh, players can now goalies can now take uh, goal kicks and pass it to a player that's inside the box, and the box and and the and the play will be live. And what this does is this helps teams that like to build out of the back uh, to be able to play out of the back, right? So um, there's a rule change, and with every rule change, you're always looking at the rules and say, okay, how can I use this rule to benefit me? So the Milan players were on the outside of the box. Um, Vlaco Dimos chipped the ball to Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz headed it right back to him, and Vlaco Dimos made a throw across the field to the weaker side of the Milan defense and found uh, Grimaldo, who had a bad settle, so we couldn't really take advantage of it. But so I don't, I haven't read the rule completely, but it, it kind of falls under some unsportman, unsportsmanship um, rule, if you will. Uh, I, I have to read the rule, but apparently it's, it's all that's been talked about. So the IAB might go back to the drawing board and put a little amendment uh, letting teams that they can't do that. Uh, obviously, Benfica was smart, and they, they tested it out. They were warned by the referee not to do it again. I also heard that they had cleared it with the referee uh, in the tunnel or halftime or something like that, or the referee told them that they couldn't do it in the tunnel. But, uh, yeah, that was that was one of the biggest things. Cristiano, for you... Um, what 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 are some of the takeaways you uh, you take back from from this preseason of Benfica being here? Uh, some things that surprise you, some things that uh, not so much. I know that uh, there's a lot of hype around Raúl de Tomás, and uh, you you're still holding on uh, to to some judgment on him until you actually see him in official games. Well, when you consider that I had to hold my 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 opinion back on Thursday's podcast, and he didn't play this weekend, I, I would imagine my opinion still the same. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, you, I haven't look. I haven't seen enough. And, but you uh, even told uh, me yeah. that you haven't seen enough. Yeah, no, him. but I said that on our podcast. I, I, I haven't seen enough. I want to see him a little bit more. Um, is there a reason why he didn't play this past game? I mean, we didn't even get into that. Did anybody ask? I wasn't in a press conference. You were. I mean, is he? He was healthy. It was just a technical decision. So I mean, does that mean that Lodge is not happy? I know I'm stirring the no. pot now. I'm just asking. Does it doesn't mean, mean that. Does that mean that 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 is really really being considered for that role as a second as a false nine, the second striker, uh, the guy to link up the midfield with 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 Svetovic. Is that? I mean, there's so many questions. Again, um, I would like to think that this guy came over to to be a key focal part of this uh, of of this club. Um, I'm still a little bit uneasy with Benfica paying 20 million for a 24 year old. Um, Was it 20 or 22? He's 24 and it was 20 million for him and then 17 million for Vinicius. So it's 37 million on two guys that you're not even sure if these guys are starters for Benfica. And again, I'm not questioning their I just don't know enough about them. I'm being honest. I mean, if you guys want me to lie, yeah, I'll lie. But I, I got to be as honest as I can be. And I don't I honestly don't know enough about both of, uh, of those guys. So 37 to me seems a little bit steep. You know, eight months from now, it could look like a steal after both of these guys, you know, put in 20 in the back of the net each. And, you know, and everybody looks great. 
But it's just from a Benfica standpoint, 37 million on two players. I think it's a lot. Uh, when you spend 20 million and 17 million, I, I think it has to be on surefire. Can't miss guys that are coming to add to the roster. Guys who are going to 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 be better than what you already have. And uh, I I'd, I'd be speaking out of line if I was to tell you that's the case with the Tomas. I have heard some good things from friends of mine uh, in Spain and everyone that tells me, look, the guy's going to score 20 plus goals at Benfica easily. And I hope that's the case. But I I can't give you my honest opinion based on two games and YouTube, everybody. I mean, I put out my YouTube. I look good on YouTube. So, I mean, it's about <laughs> watching him play when he doesn't have the ball, watching him play when he's not scoring goals. That's what I'm very anxious to see. What was the... We were outside the RBA, and we were actually talking to uh, some some friends of yours who are part of the Benfica support staff. A um, couple of guys that are equipment managers that uh, always are in the training grounds watching the players. Um, and and I don't. I think you we asked them about uh, RDT, and I, they, they liked them. They yeah, they liked them. So th this is from guys that obviously see players every day, see the training sessions, uh, and they were. Uh, and then we asked them compared to Castillo, <laughs> compared to Castillo last year, uh, you know. So, but but anyway, uh, it is what it is, and 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 take it for for, for what it is. But uh, the word from the inside, can we say that the word from the inside? I'm not. I'm just sitting here quiet. <laughs> the word from the inside is that uh, Raúl Tomás is, is is a talent. With uh, the I, word from the inside, tell tell you guys if he wasn't good though. Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I mean, look, I'm a, <laughs> Alfredo's the type that can't hear something and can't keep it to himself. He's going to wind up getting me in trouble. No, but, I'm uh, saying we didn't mention any names. We didn't, you know, we just, you know, whatever. Uh, but you, you you had a joke with the guy. Remember when? Because I, I mean, remember. That was a conversation I didn't share here on the pod and you're sharing it. But that's fine. But it's fine. The, the joke was, remember last year? When uh, when, when Castillo was was uh, was shooting drills and he was a ball la Namata and we had to go look for the ball and we couldn't find the ball and we just gave up on the ball, not a ball, a couple of balls. <laughs> we just looked at each other like, this is the guy that's gonna replace Mitroglu and whatever. It was just it was crazy, but yeah, um, there's a lot of people with high expectations for Raul de Tomas, um. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm anxious. I'm excited. I hope I hope he comes in and he tears it up. I heard, I hope he links up with Sferovic beautifully and um, they score goals left and right. I mean, it's it's going to be a very important season for Benfica. And it starts off this weekend against Sporting in the Super Tasa Candido Oliveira. Como é que é? Como Candido Oliveira, uma coisa assim. Epa, and it, it's in Algarve. And uh, unfortunately, I can't make it there. I, I was I was trying to make it there. But for those of you that, that, that are going to have the opportunity to go, um, Fruiting, enjoy, and, and let's go Benfica, man. Like Dave said at right at the beginning of the pod, season's getting set to kick off, and we're very anxious and excited, and you know, can't wait to see our boys out there playing. And 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 Raul Tomas, as I mentioned with the Rap, he's another one wearing a Benfica T wearing a Benfica jersey. So I want him to be as successful as possible. I just have my reservations right now, not based on his quality, it's based more on 20 million for a 24-year-old. Yeah. So uh before we get into the to the super cup, um Befiga puts uh, puts a wrap on this ICC. Uh, first time that Befiga has won a game in ICC. Am I am I correct, uh, Cristiano? First time they've won a game. They've won uh, uh, an outright game in ICC. Last last year they were here. They, they beat they beat uh, um, Dortmund. Did they not? 
last minute from uh, um, Alpha Semedo? Yeah, I don't recall. I don't know if they in beat Pittsburgh? him or they I know the first they year. Juventus. The first year they 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 PSG, they Fiorentina, Red Bulls, then they lost. In 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 oh my god, in um in uh, oh my god, in in uh, Mexico, 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 Guadalajara. No, 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 no. The team that uh one of Pumas. No, no, no. America. No, they play. They play in Tigres. They play in the same city. Uh, they're, they're, they're. Come on, guys. They lost three zero. They, they. Chicharitos like they, uh, no, not FM they, they inaugurated uh, their new stadium. Uh, oh my God! I, no, I'm looking it up here. I can't believe I forgot what it's called. Oh my God! They, they beautiful stadium. They lost three zero. They had one of the kids. The, 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 Cruz Azul. No man, no, they're blue. They're blue, but not Cruz Azul. They uh, one of Funes Mori was playing there. Benfica loaned them to them. The striker, Funes one of who? the twins. Funes Mori, the twins. One of the twins. One wound up going to Everton, and the other one wound up going to Monterrey. Monterrey, thank ah, you, Monterrey. Not. There it is, Monterrey. So they lost three zero, and then they came back last year. Last year they they played who? They played uh, they played in Pittsburgh. They played in Pittsburgh. Dortmund. They, didn't they tie two two? They tied. I think they tied two two. No, I think they, um, I thought they won. No, I think they tied two two, and then yeah, and they uh, came and to RBA. What's sad is I was at the games. I'm retired. Yeah, and then they came to RBA and they tied AC Milan. I mean, uh, Juventus one one on the Grimaldo free kick. Right. So yeah, this might as well. I mean, yeah, they they the first game they won in the ICC was was against Chivas, uh, last weekend. And then, yeah, I'm pretty and sure then, they tied Dortmund in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they tied two two. They tied Dortmund two two in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Dave's looking it they up. Might have, they might have won on penalties and maybe left you with a false sense of uh, of uh, win. Uh, but I think that was the first time Befica has won an ICC match, if I'm not mistaken. Dave. Look yeah, it looks like it. Looks like it. Yeah. So now we uh, turn our attention to the Super Cup, which happens this Sunday, as Cristiano mentioned, at Stadio do Algarve. Uh, uh, what time is the game at? Do you guys know? I didn't look. 345. 345. Our, our time. Our time. So 8.45 uh, Portugal mainland time. Dave, you want to run through uh, the the matchup and the the record that Pifica's had uh, with Sporting in 306 games they have played against each other? Yeah, and 306 uh, official matches. We've got 312 wins, 65 draws, and 109 losses. Uh, we've played them five times uh, in the history of the Supertasa. Some uh, games were two-legged back in the day. So uh, we've only got one win, one draw, and uh, three losses against Sporting in uh the history of the Supertas uh, against Sporting. Yeah, absolutely. Cristiano, what are what are your expectations for this game? Uh, the Bruno Fernandes story has been hot all uh, preseason. Does he go? Does he not go? He was going to go. Now he doesn't go. Uh, this last week, this uh, there's a lot of should I say or should I go? Uh, this last weekend uh, when they played uh, Valencia for the Trofeo do Cinco Lynch. After the game, he looked like he was wiping away some tears. So it does look like he's going to go. The biggest question is whether or not he goes before the Super Cup. But uh, well, that's the question. I mean, Sporting is a totally different team with Bruno Fernandes and without Bruno Fernandes. So we'll see what happens. Not the Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes. We'll see what happens. I anticipate even Bruno Fernandes and Benfica still um, has the obligation to win this game. I think uh, it's it's a huge derby. Being on the road, not being at least with the derby, but it's still a derby, uh, an opportunity to win uh, another cup, an opportunity to start the year officially on the right foot. 
So, um, you know, I, I anticipate good things. Uh, you know, Benfica has played really well on the Brunelage. Uh, the guys should be nice and fresh, nice and rested up. There's a couple question marks, you know, as far as right back. Is Andre Almeida going to be fit? Is he going to be back? Uh, or is it going to have to be, you know, Tavares, you know, lefty on the right side, which I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of because it's very uncomfortable. It's a lot easier for a righty to adapt on the left than it is for a lefty to, to adapt on the right. Um, but, you know, that's that's a question mark. But and then everything else is is is, is tactical. You know, is it going to be Samadis over Fiorentino? Is it going to be Fiorentino over Samadis? Is it going to be the well, whole? Yeah, very little Samadis during preseason. You have, and so uh, maybe because they're trying to keep them fresh. We don't we don't they're know fresh. what the situation. <laughs> yeah, for the super toss of it. Uh, <laughs> he likes to go around picking people he, off the ground. He played today. He played yeah. today. Uh, Benfica had uh, 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 cover the piedad. It was close. It was a uh, scrimmage, uh, which Benfica won uh, by more than five goals. I think it was six nothing. <laughs> And somebody's did feature. Ebui also featured. Nice. Ebui needs to get uh, And Ebui, uh, watching the presser with Ebui, the, the media scrum with Ebui after uh, the Milan game, um, he was uh, he was asked if he was ready to go, and he said that he, he was ready to uh, to play the, the 90 minutes. Uh, now, whether or not the coach saw it the same way is a totally different story, but he has been getting more minutes with each game. Uh, so uh, I got to be honest, Tavares is good. I think Tavares is decent, but I hate when he has to switch feet. He does it all the time. Uh, it, it just doesn't look right. He cuts back to his left, and in that in that split second, it allows the defense yeah. to get back into place. It's not a very it, it's not very smooth. It's not very smooth. So uh, I don't think that uh, Andrea Maia is going to be ready to go because he hasn't really been. He hasn't played any minutes with uh, with recuperating from an injury. So Nuntavaj may very well be the one guy that's going to start on the right-hand side. We still need some time. Um, other than that, I, I think that, uh, for me, the the starting 11 is pretty defined across the back. Uh, Diaz, Ferro, Grimaldo, and then again, that question mark at at, uh, at right back. Vlako Dimas will undoubtedly be in goal. Uh, in the midfield, I think just because of what we've seen, it's going to be Gabriel and Florentino in the middle, uh, Rafa on one side, PT on the other side, and and I'm I'm curious to see uh, if Raúl Dumas and, and Seferovic um, will play up front together, or uh, will he opt for maybe Jota, maybe Tarap? Here's a question I have, right? Well, two questions. One is Vinicius going to be ready to play? That's one. And number two, let's say he does. Laj does decide to go with Raúl Dumas and Seferovic from the beginning, and then the game is a close game. They they're down one zero in the seventy second minute. Who, who's the striker? That's very specific. Up? Who's the sec? Who's who's the who's the striker? They're who's, down one nothing in the seven second. Yeah, and they need to bring in a striker to to tie the game. Uh, who, who comes off the bench? There ain't no striker. Or am I missing? Well, something? then I think well, Tarap isn't necessarily a striker, but I feel like that's going to be his his yeah. role this season as that super sub. Uh, hey, the, the reason bench. the reason why I ask that. So you know the answer to the question. You I, just I setting yourself up for the answer. <laughs> the reason why I ask that is because. He might decide to go Sferovic and Tarap, whomever, but Sferovic and leave Ditumaz on the bench in case he needs a weapon off the bench. And then he has an option because if he starts both of them, unless Vinicius, that's why I asked about Vinicius, unless Vinicius is ready to play and, 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 and Laj believes in him, right? There is no other option as a striker. Tarap is as is, is offensive-minded as he may be. He is not a striker. Well, let, let me... Uh, let so me... it's something to think about. Let me give you my thoughts. 
Give me your thoughts. Um, first of all, Vinicius is, as of Saturday, he, he's going to have had um, very limited time with his teammates, number one. Uh, I don't know at what stage he is in preseason with his fitness. That's number two. Uh, number three, when you spend that much money on Raul de Tomas and you sit him in a first game, because you, you, you're obviously not going to sit Seferovic, a guy that scored that amount of goals, is your best scorer, you, you're going to start. You're going to start. Raul Tomas, 20 million, and sitting on a bench, I, I find that hard to believe, but I do understand what it's you're saying. It's a fair point, but the thing is, it's not a campeonato. In a campeonato, I'm with you. You pay 20 million guys to play. But this is a one you know, one game, one, but it's, it. it's a, a chance. So you might have to reserve some bullets because you might need them later on. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but it's definitely something to think about. So I'm just mentioning that because if come Sunday, and let's just stick with what we've been talking about here, right? It's Ferovic and Tarap. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be dropped going forward in that position. That means that tactically that day he That's decided what it asked to for. keep he decided to keep a bullet on the bench because he might need to use them. So that that's the only reason why I mentioned that. I know I don't know if I, I I know what you're saying, but I don't know if I see it as a bullet on the bench. I I know exactly what you're saying. I know what you mean by that. To me. Uh, and we saw it against Chivas. Benfica had a hard time with Seferovic and Raul Tomas. Jota came in and he kind of opened the game and changed things up. So, look, it, it all depends on what the game asks for, right? So if it's if it's a team uh, that's kind of behind, deeper in the box and, and saving the, and really defending, which... I don't think that Sporting is that team. You need that presence in the box. Uh, but if uh, if it's another style where you need to go wide, you might need those guys that float in and out of uh, in and out of between lines. Yeah, but that presence in the box, that's Ferovic. You got a presence. In right, the box. right. And and, and how, you need I, someone else to link up play. How old? Right now, if if I were to to take a look at and look at between Raul Tomaj, Tarapt, and Jota, in terms of linking up play. Tarapt and Jota are definitely ahead of Raul Tomas. I think Jota is a little bit premature. I think he's going to gradually become an important part of this team, but I don't think it's going to – I don't think, he, you know, I don't think it's going to be from day one. I think it's going to take – like, you know, I don't want to say Juan Felix because it took Juan Felix until the fire to coach, but it's going to take a couple of months. I don't think he's just all of a sudden going to go from, a, a you know, a B-team guy to, you know, being on the squad and now this year all of a sudden – being making such a huge impact right from the beginning of the season because you do have PZs of the world and Rafa's of the world and you Caillou. Caillou, I think, is ahead of him on the depth chart. There's there's other guys that I think right now as we speak are still ahead of Jota. Not saying that I don't think the world of this kid. I think the kid's going to be phenomenal. But I just just telling you to temper down your, your, your expectations right now at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but so far I think that we've seen Jota deployed as a guy behind the striker, not so much as a pure winger as Kyle Lucas has played, uh, or even as Rafa has played. Um, but the, you know, these are good problems to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you have options, you've got headaches on who you're going to put, who's going to fit your system, or who's ready, who's interpreted your your ideas the best. Uh, I think that it's it's a great headache to have to be able to to pick from. Uh, uh, a group of talented players. So, absolutely. Dave, uh, 
Thoughts thoughts on this game, man. What what are you thinking about uh about this game against Sporting, the the first game of the season? Yeah, so uh like we mentioned, this we don't know what the status of Bruno Fernandes really this whole sporting club as uh as we see it now, it all it all flows through Bruno Fernandes. So um if he plays, they're gonna be that much more uh dangerous. But uh if he's not there, then it really puts a, a damper to their title hopes this year because with a, a sporting with a Bruno Fernandes, they uh could well be our biggest um biggest threat uh on our on our way to the uh thirty-eighth title this uh this season. So um sporting has to come to terms whether they want the uh the money to help them out uh going forward or do they put all their eggs in the basket and go try to go for it this year uh to try to compete uh for the title against us but uh lots of there's still a couple of days before uh sunday so there'll be uh we'll know more closer to the game but uh that's what i'm looking forward to to see what type of uh sporting uh we play against um and you know we're we're wrapping up our our preseason here, and we still got a lot more questions than we do uh, answers, uh, like we just t- uh, touched upon there. What kind of question, what kind of questions? Well, like 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 up top with the, our strikers, uh, who uh, like you said, the defense and and the midfield is all shored up, but uh, with the uh, attackers and the strikers up front, uh, we want to talk about uh, how much we spent for. Uh, Raul de, de Tomas, but maybe it's uh, it's good for him to sit in on the bench for a couple of weeks and see how uh, the team plays and gets used to the guys that way. I'm not, I won't be opposed to it if he if he starts on the bench for uh, this match or a couple of matches at the beginning of the season, get uh, his feet underneath him and get used to the guys. But um, that that price tag, it won't it won't uh, bother me to see him on no, the bench uh, that, to start the season. That's a good shot. That's a good shout. Um, you know, I just wanted to to play through this scenario real quick be, before we we say goodbye um, about Bruno Fernandes, right? So we saw his his body language and and the tears that he was wiping off against uh, Valencia, uh, which indicates that he's close to going. Sp- Varandes, which is Sporting president, I'm sure that he's pushing that he plays the Super Cup. As Manchester United, which is where he's supposedly going, right? When you're paying that much money for a player, do you let Sporting dictate that he should play one more one more game? That all depends on how many teams are chasing him. I mean, because if it's just Man United and no one else, you kind of have to cave into the pressure or the demands that 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 you know Team X puts in. Or, or, you know, whatever they request, you know, if they don't want the guy to play, if they want to complete the, the transfer prior, you you got to just, you know, cave in. Now, if there's multiple teams, you're like, oh, you don't like it. Right. Right. It is what it is. But again, I, I, I think they're pushing for him to play. Not only is it another trophy for them, but it's against their internal internal rival and, and Sportes Wemifica. And they're going to do everything they can for this guy to, uh, to play on Sunday against Benfica, and then you know, uh, for their sake, right? That's what they're hoping that he leaves with a smile. Yeah, let me um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but before we wrap this up, uh, Dave uh, Seferovic, Seferovic, uh, renewed uh, for two additional years. How happy are you? Like I said, that's uh, good, some more time for that jersey for me to wear that, but uh. 
Uh, with all this hard work that Tarapt is putting in, when are we going to uh, reward Tarapt, or do we just let him go on a free at the end of the season? Because I believe he's the only player that uh, his contract is up uh, next June, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe the club rewards him for his uh, his good uh, effort that he's been putting out on the uh, training pitches. At some point, I think it's too early. Couple months to the season, if he's able to stay consistent and put in this work, and he becomes a key part of the team, then it changes. But right now, there's really no urgency to do so. At least I believe so. Yeah, I mean, it certainly will be an interesting year for for mm-hmm. Tarapt. Uh, I think that right now he's probably at the very top of where he wants to be. Obviously, he would love to be, uh, you know, an undisputed starter. But when you when you've worked that hard and you see finally your work paying off in, in the term of, of chances, uh, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, year. And I think that uh, he has a lot to uh, to give uh, to Benfica. So uh, kudos to my man, uh, Cristiano, who's always who's always stuck with uh, with that up here. And uh, even though uh, the butt of many jokes, uh, Tarab jokes, Cristiano always kept, kept it lighthearted and always brought up Tarab and never let Tarab die. Uh, and now uh, to be able to see this uh, come to life, uh, it, it's certainly something that uh, Cristiano is enjoy, enjoying right now. So um, obviously the talent that he has has never been questioned. It was just his work ethic and his professionalism and the fact that Benfica was paying him tons of money and they, we saw no commitment from him in terms of work ethic. So now all of that has changed. Laj has mentioned the pressure that it wasn't me that gave Tarap the chance. It wasn't Benfica that gave Tarap the chance. It was Tarap that created the chance for himself. So it is what it is. Um, next week we'll be back. We will uh, recap the Super Cup against Sporting, as I mentioned, and we'll look ahead to the first game of the Liga Noche, which is against Passos de Ferreira uh, at Stade de Luz. So there it is. Uh, just to, just before we go, just a quick shout to to everybody that took the time to speak to us, both at RBA uh, and uh, up in uh, Foxborough. Uh, Cristiano uh, always uh, likes it doesn't like me to mention names because we can always forget somebody and I don't want to hurt but you guys know who you are we took some pictures pictures are out there thank you very much for 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 your hospitality especially in Foxborough uh, the usual suspects you guys know uh, so we're all there Bruno was there Cristiano and I were there and and it was a it was a great time even though it was four hours driving it was completely worth the, the trip and and uh, meeting people for the first time and and seeing people again it was it was really good and and it's uh, it's great that we have developed this twitter twitter family that uh, gets together anytime uh, we have a chance to to watch mefica so thank you very much uh, for for listening uh you've been listening to the mefica podcast episode 330 uh next week we'll be back thanks a lot take care everyone